This sermon is brought to you by Shofar East London. Together, living out the fullness of Christ. We hope you enjoy this message. Well, we have the joy of being in South Africa and we feel like we're in, we've been walking on holy land in this place as we've got to travel to so many places. Um, we started the school in Israel. We are a missionary training school. Um, that started in Mozambique with Roland and Heidi in 2006. And when ISIS has come in and taken over the north of Mozambique, we can no longer have our school there. So we became one of our missionaries in Mozambique called us a gypsy school when we started traveling. So we've been in Scotland and Holland and Nicaragua and Mexico and Israel and South Africa. We're so happy to be here. I really missed Africa. There's something in my heart for Africa. We lived in Mozambique in a village, my husband and I, for eight years. We were the only white faces there um, in the midst of a Makua-speaking tribe. We didn't live on the base. We lived off the base. And uh, when we had to leave due to the government wouldn't allow us to come back in with visas for our international team, then... We have a house there, our family's there, the Mozambican people are our people, um, and we just have been heartbroken. But it's like our first school out, we did in South Africa, we started in uh, outside of Johannesburg, we have a children's center, and I'm like, does God move outside of Pemba? Does this work outside of Mozambique? And we're like, the first day, under a tent, out in the out of nowhere, God crashed in on us, I'm like, Yes, God lives outside of Pimba. This is awesome. So, but walking in here today, I just felt like family. I was telling Andre, um, the pastor has, and Sonica, I just have felt like family from the first time, very welcomed and loved, and what a special people that we get the honor to be with today. So thank you for welcoming us as family. It's a joy to be here. We have... Five teams. We've split up in five churches today, so this is part of us. We're 19 nations in this school. We started in Israel. We moved from there to Nelspreit, where we were, and then we came straight here to um, East London area and then moved right to Transkei the first week. So we've been traveling and walking in the places and praying and Duncan Village, and I don't even know how to say all the places we've been, but they've had us moving around, outreach and outreach, and it's been a joy, just a delight. We're honored to be here. So I'm going to have the team introduce themselves and where they're from. We have a few nations mixed in here, so they can tell um, their name and where they're from. Hi, everyone. I'm Kirill, and I'm from Germany. Good morning. My name is Tabita, and I'm from the Netherlands. Good morning. I'm Courtney, and I'm from the United States, from the state of Georgia. Hello. My name is Allie, and I'm from California in the United States. Hello. My name is Shadasha, and I'm from Florida in the United States. Hi. My name is Nicole. I'm also from Florida in the United States. 
Hi, my name is Anita, and I am from Minnesota in the United States. Hello, I'm Jojo, and I'm from Georgia, from the United States. Morning, I'm Robin, and I'm from Wales, and that's not in the United States. Courtney is on our staff team. She's been with us for several years. And all the rest of this team that we have here are first-time students. So I asked Courtney just to share. The Lord had given her a word for us as well. Yes, we are so honored to be here. Um, like my family said, we have been multiple places this school, even in the last couple of years, and it's just such a joy to be here and to be welcomed into this church. It's just, yeah, we're really honored to be here, so thank you. We've been praying the last few days of what the Lord's heart is for Shofar this morning, and even again, as we were driving here this morning in the quantum, we were just praying and really asking the Lord, like, what is it he's wanting to just bring forth, and I was just really feeling his presence on his fire this morning. And several times, even in the first service and this service, like, again, I just feel like that's his heart's cry. And he took me to the scripture in Luke when Jesus is going to be baptized. And John is just speaking to the crowd. And he says, I baptize you with water, but there is one who is more powerful than me. Um, but one who is more powerful than I will come the straps of whose sandals I'm not even worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and in fire. And, yeah, he's even just been showing me even more of what that means. Like, the Jordan River we actually got to visit while we were in Israel. And it's in the middle of nowhere. It's literally in the wilderness. And that's where he takes us to baptize us in his fire. In the wilderness where there seems to be no hope at times, where it's dry, where there's no rain, where there just seems, yeah, it's a place where you actually come to your end at times as well. And that's where his presence comes. Like that's where he wants to baptize us with his fire and with his water. We got to see just amazing baptisms this morning, but there's another baptism that comes with his fire. And there's so much that he does in that fire. He restores, he brings healing, he brings purity. It's a refining, but it's done in his love. It's a fire that sometimes is painful when you're consumed with his fire. Sometimes it's even a physical, like you literally feel like you're on fire, and sometimes it's a gentle fire. Like, there's so many different ways that he consumes you. But just in the verse after, it says it's an unquenchable fire, and it's a fire that can't be put out. And as you run, even as you are to continue to be consumed, it even gets hotter and hotter and hotter because it's a fire that as you're willing, as you're saying yes, as you're willing to be consumed, it's a fire that gets even hotter. And he goes into these places, and I just, yeah, just feel even more of like, He's wanting to come and he's wanting to touch every single one of us in his fire, whether it's for physical healing, whether it's for mental in your heart healing, whether it's, yeah, there's just so much that he does in it. But I feel like there's this heart posture that he's asking of every single one of us of just coming before him and being like, Lord, like consume everything of me that's not of you this morning. Come and consume us. Come and touch us with your fire. And I just feel like, yeah, I'm just going to pray that over us um, right now just as, Yeah, he's faithful to just pursue our hearts. So, Jesus, I just thank you for every single heart this morning. Yeah, come, Holy Spirit. 
I thank you for every heart who is just now postured before you just to surrender more to you, just to, yeah, there's just so much more of you, Jesus. So we ask, we just ask for your fire this morning. We ask that you come and consume us. I ask right now, Holy Spirit, you just fall on us in your fire. I ask that you just touch our bodies. Just continue to do the work that you've started this morning and just healing. I ask that you go even deeper. I ask that you go into our minds. I ask that you go into our hearts. I ask that you just come and bring up the things that need to be brought up so you can consume it, Jesus. We just lay on your altar again. We ask that you just consume us with your fire. Come, Holy Spirit. I thank you that you're so faithful just to pursue our hearts, to continue to pursue us. When we think we've given you everything, there's more. I thank you for just being so faithful and loving us. I ask that you just baptize us again with your love, Father God, that you don't just bring your fire without your love, but it is your love that brings fire. So I ask that you just consume us with your love again. I ask that you just take us deeper. I ask that you open our eyes and open our hearts to more of your love. Come, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, it's you we want. It's you. You can have the world, but give us Jesus. We welcome you today, Jesus. As we sang your name, as we declared your name, as we released your name, we welcome you. You're our honored guest. Says you're enthroned on our praises. You inhabit. You inhabit us. And we ask this. Courtney was sharing, God, that you would just come and fully inhabit us today to levels we've never known before. To inhabit us. Consume us. We step into your flame to be consumed till we are no more, till all they can see is you. That you would just come, Jesus, and devastate us with your presence. We ask to be undone. We don't want to be polished professionals. We just want to come and pour out the pure nard on your feet. As our lives laid down before you, as sacrifices, even now, come Lord Jesus, the spirit and the bride say come, we're desperate for you, you keep telling me ask for the more, ask for the more, and we ask for the more today. We ask for the more of God. We ask to experience you in ways that we've never known you before. That you would come and touch the places that only you can touch in our lives. Places we can't even say out loud. Any part in us, God. We just open wide our gates. And welcome you, King of glory. We open wide the gates of our heart, the gates of our lives, the gates of our families. Welcome you, King of glory. 
We welcome the holy angels into this place today, the ministering angels, the healing angels. We just come as your vessels. My prayer has been that every person who walks through these doors today would be touched by God. That not one would be left out. But that you would know the embrace of heaven. The warm arms of Jesus around you today. Some of you have felt alone, abandoned, betrayed. And he's just saying, come. Come to the waters. Come and drink. Come to the table and eat. All that I've prepared for you. There's a seat with your name on it right beside me. Step in. Come into the Father's house. Everything the Father has is for you. It's the Father's pleasure to give you the kingdom. So we say, yes, Jesus. We yield our lives to you. We open our hearts to you. Whatever you want to do in us. To take us from where you we are now to where you want us to be. We give you full permission. Don't leave us like this. Don't leave us like this, Jesus. We ask for the more of God. We don't want to be clouds without rain. But we want to be on fire. Overflowing. Explosive. Carriers of your heart to the dying world around us. What you say, we'll say. Where you go, we'll go. What you do, we'll do. I just see us stepping over a line this morning. Like there's a line before us and we're standing behind it. And he's saying, cross over, cross over church, cross over into the more, cross over into all I have for you, cross over into breakthrough, cross over into freedom, cross over into the fullness, the full measure of the fullness of God, cross over, step in. He's come to make you whole. Body. Mind. Heart. Emotions. Yeah. Nothing can change his love for you. So we step in today, Jesus. With all our hearts. And all you want to do in this time. And we say yes. In the name of our Jesus. Amen.
want to share about God's faithfulness in the storms. He's faithful. We got the privilege of going to the tavern yesterday where the 21 young people died. It was heartbreaking. I can't imagine the families and community, what you all have gone through with this. We had an altar call and we had 25 young people come up. And I just declared over them what the enemy intended to destroy the lives of the young people here. That God is going to raise up an army of young people that are going to be evangelists in this nation. For the young people in your church, the children, the teenagers, even the babies, we bless them. We bless your children, your grandchildren. Your seed in the name of Jesus. And we call them forth to rise up as God is marking them for this time, for this generation. Just seeing the little children here going to China. They're going to be missionaries in China. Yeah. Whoo, the storms. You all know the storms. Some of you might be in them right now. We walked through a storm recently with my family. My daughter, who was told she could never have children. God worked miracles. She had a strong lumberjack husband in Oregon. And she had a little girl, and then she had another little baby. And I was there for the birth. And our plan was when the baby's a month old, then we're going to go to our son's house in Oregon, in Minnesota. And he has five boys. So they were going to see their cousins. And the day before we were supposed to fly out, um, my daughter's husband had a little motorcycle spill, just three stitches, swollen knee, no problem. But the next morning, he started getting in pain, and the pain was increasing. Um, we called my son, who's a medical doctor, and he says, get him to the ER. And they couldn't figure out what was wrong with him, 15 hours of tests and all this. And they finally shipped him to the capital city of Eugene and immediately took him into surgery. He had a flesh-eating bacteria. That was rapidly spreading. They cut off this whole side of his body, the left side, all the way up to his ribs to try to cut it off to get ahead of it. And they could only cut off so much at a time because your body can't withstand it. And they were going to do more the next morning. But they did a CAT scan and it was everywhere. It already spread all over his body. We just celebrated my daughter's 40th birthday. We had a grand time. Everything looked glorious. New baby. And he lived 11 days. She stayed with him in the hospital the whole time. We moved 
the children to an Airbnb in Eugene and she would just come and she was pumping milk for the baby and bringing it, dropping it off and going right back. She said to me, I don't know anybody does this without Jesus. Jesus is the only one who can carry us through the storms. The storms of this tavern where these lives were lost. The storms of the tragedy of losing family members. Of having a little two-year-old who cried for her daddy every day. Still does. Saying, I miss my daddy. I want my daddy. There's nothing you can do to fix it. But Jesus is faithful. Even now, as they're walking it out, he's faithful. He's faithful. It was really hard for me to leave and come this time. I would be gone for three months. And they asked me to help a lot. So I'm very involved in their lives. But I cried out to the Lord saying, Lord, I can't, I can't leave them like this. They're, they need help. Um, they moved her husband's 96-year-old grandmother into her house uh, from the nursing home. The baby, who is now 18 months, but this was a few months ago, dropped a 10-pound weight on my daughter's foot and broke it. So she was on crutches. And God said, it's time to go. And I'm like, Seriously, I prayed and prayed and God sent a student from the previous school named Shiloh who had 10 other siblings who knew how to take care of children to live with Shaphan while I'm gone. Faithfulness of God. For this mother's heart who was struggling to leave says, you take care of my family and I'll take care of yours. So it's with great joy that I'm here with God's family here today. It's a joy to be here. I'm going to read a story. One of the things I loved about the video, I got to watch it uh, this morning in the early service as well. Just the love for the word, the love for worship, the love for family. You can just feel it in the room here. You could feel it as they're sharing the history and We're going to go into the word. If you turn with me to Mark 4. Verse 35. You can see better with these. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion in the storm. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drowned? He got up rebuked the wind and said to the waves, quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. One word from Jesus changes everything. 
One word. Yeah. I was reading the, my granddaughter a book, a Bible story. She loves the Bible stories. And it had two pages of this story. On one page, Jesus, uh, you just saw the boat. Jesus was asleep. You saw the boat high on the waves, like waves that look like way above the water. Dangerous, perilous, everybody's going to die waves. No hope, no way of rescue. This is the end. Then on the opposite page, it showed Jesus standing up in the boat saying, peace be still. Peace be still. The wind stopped. The water was calm. Such a contrast from up on the waves to the water, totally calm. Yeah. I love that. In your storms, in your life, whatever you're going through, one word from Jesus can change everything. Yeah. I'm going to read some scriptures over you here. In John 14, verse 27, he says, peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your heart be troubled and do not be afraid. Just let these words soak into you, their life, their power, their truth. Let them just wash into you, his peace. In Isaiah 43, 1 to 3, it starts out, fear not, fear not. Brother Young from China came to our school in Pimba, and he taught us some Chinese. And the words he taught us was puyapa. See if you can say those with me. Puyapa. Puyapa means do not fear. Let's say it again, knowing what it means now. Puyapa. Do not be afraid. He says, fear not, little flock. It's the Father's pleasure to give you the kingdom. It's his pleasure to give you the kingdom. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you, called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Yeah. Doesn't say if. It says when. When you walk. Through the waters, when you walk through the floods, when you walk through the fires, I will be with you. His promise that you're not going to go by yourself. You're not going to be alone. My daughter hasn't been alone. 
You haven't been alone. Even when you couldn't see it, couldn't feel it. He's never left you for a second. He wants to remind you today that he sees you right where you are. He sees. He sees you. Sometimes you may think nobody sees me. I'm all alone. But he says, I see you. I hear your heart. Not just your words, but he says, I hear your heart. I hear your heart. The things that you don't even know how to put into words. He hears. Yeah. Isaiah 41.10. So do not fear. Puyapa. For I am with you. Do not be dismayed. For I am your God. I will strengthen you. And help you. I will uphold you. With my righteous right hand. Philippians 4, 7, and the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The peace of God, the shalom of God. Shalom has the authority to break up all chaos and confusion in your life. Shalom. When we were in the school in 2006, we had a teacher from Germany that taught us about journaling with God. Some of you may do this, and for us, for me, for sure, it was brand new. I'd never heard of this, where it's another level of intimacy of communing with God that I didn't know. My whole life, every time I knew there was more of God, I would just leap in. I was very limited in my upbringing in the church I was in because They didn't believe in Holy Spirit. The only time I heard Holy Spirit is I baptized you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That was the only time. So the limit of what I knew, I was in, all in, full in. And then he showed me there's more, and there's more. And I would just leap into the more every time. And he's still saying to me, ask for the more. Ask for the more. There's more. There's more for you, Shofar Church. There's more for your pastor's been telling you that. <laughs> I'm just echoing his his words. There's more. There's more for you personally. There's more for you as a church. There's more for me. There's more for Iris. So in this journaling class, um, we learned how to pour out our hearts to Jesus and just write it down. You know, he he sees everything. He cares about every detail. There's nothing you can do to scare him by what you're feeling. There's nothing you can do to change his love for you if you're angry. There's nothing that can change. He will change his mind about you. So you can tell him anything. So I, we learned just to write down our heart, write down what we were feeling. Just write like a love letter to Jesus. And then we would listen and hear what he's saying to us. And just write it down. He he says that his sheep hear his voice. He says, they know me and follow me. You can hear his voice. He loves to speak to us. And so I would just write it down. 
It changed my relationship with Jesus to another level that I, I didn't imagine. Just that way of communing with him heart to heart. Um, stepping out of the busyness. Stepping out of ministry long enough to be still to listen. So often I was into Martha, Martha. Martha, Martha. Busy and distracted. Martha, Martha worried about many things. It's really easy to be Martha, Martha in ministry. There's so much to take care of. There's so many things on the checklist. Right, Daniel? To check off the list. And uh, he's calling me back time and time again. Mary, Mary. Mary, Mary. Come and sit at my feet. I have so much to show you. I've had to repent of Martha a lot. Firstborn driven. Go get it. But my real calling is Mary. Who chose what was best. It says. To sit at his feet and listen. To be taught by him. I'm going to share a little bit of my journal. I don't share my journal very much because it's very personal, very private to me. And I've asked him the parts I'm supposed to share and read to you because I feel like he wants to speak some of the things he's saying to me over you. So receive those parts as him speaking to you also. You can have peace in the midst of the storm. You can dance in the rain. For lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Your peace does not depend on your circumstances, your status, or relationships around you. He said, I'm the prince of peace, and I've anointed you as a carrier of my peace. When you walk into the room, Everything changes because you carry me. You carry my peace. I've given you my authority, my words to stand in the storms and say, peace, be still. My word through you changes everything. You have my sword, my scepter, my ring. My word through you does not return void but accomplishes what I desire and achieves the purposes of which I sent it. Hmm. Yeah. It says, trust in him at all times. Trust in him. Pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. And I love this, Psalm 62. My soul finds rest in God alone. My salvation comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. I've had friends ask me in the midst of storms, how are you standing? How are you doing this? How are you even carrying on? And I say, I'm standing on the rock and the rock doesn't move. The world's going to shake around you. Things are going to fall around you. But stay on the rock. Plant your feet on the rock. It doesn't change like shifting shadows, but it is a solid foundation. 
to stand your life, to put your family on. On Christ's solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Stay on the rock. Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to read another one that he's showing me to read to you. And it starts with me speaking to him. I want to be moved by you. Holy Spirit, I want to commune with you. Yeshua, I want to follow you so closely. To be covered in your dust. To carry your fragrance. It was said of the rabbis of old that their disciples would say they want to follow them so closely to be covered by their dust. And I heard that and said, Jesus, I want to be follow you so closely. To be covered in your dust. As we walk down the paths of life, I ask for a heart transplant to have a heart after your heart, a heart of flesh, sensitive and responsive to the touch of my God. Here I am when all is still and quiet, when the world is asleep. So many times I would be with Jesus in the middle of the night. He'd wake me up to come be with him saying, come away. Come away, be with me. When the days are busy, he wakes me up at night. And I ask him to. And I love those times. There's nothing that can bother you, call you, text you, need you. Everybody's asleep. It's wonderful. I draw near to nestle close to your heart, to give myself wholly to you, my love, my life, my all. How can I bring you pleasure? How can I thrill your heart? How can I know you more? Take me away, my love. I only want to be with you. And here's his reply to me, and I believe for you, is this is what he asked me to read. So just receive this. Here I am, king of glory, rock of ages. The great I am. I am the first and the last. I see the beginning from the end. I hold all things in my hand. I am with you. I am in you. I surround you. I go before you to clear the path. To make the way straight. I have been with you all along your journey, in every stage, on every page, and the best is yet to come. You've seen and you've tasted, you've nibbled and you've sipped, but there is coming an outpouring like the world has never seen. You've traced the steps of revival Stirred the wells and drank of the waters. You've planted the stakes and called on the name of the Lord. You've gone where I've sent you and asked for the more. But there is coming an outpouring like the world has never seen. Far beyond. Stand still and see the deliverance of the Lord. For I am with you and will fight for you. Hold fast To what I've given you. For it cannot be traded. 
are given over to another. The sword, the scepter, the crown, the signet ring were made for you, for one after my own heart. Hold fast. Stand on the rock. For I am coming, and there will be a shaking like the world has never seen. Don't try to give away what I've given you, thinking someone else could do it better. I choose the foolish things in the world's eyes to confound the wise. Like John the Baptist, wearing camel's hair, eating locusts and honey to prepare the way for the Messiah. You don't have to strive to be or do or perform or achieve. Just walk with me. I have everything you need. I have the master plan. And I am the master man. Rest now. I'm wrapping you in the folds of my love. Be still and know that I am God. Far be it from me to hide from you what I am about to do. It's true. It's true. I am coming soon. I'm coming like the wind. I'm coming like the rain. I'm coming like the sun blazing in all its glory. Watch. Stay close. Step in. All who get wet in the rain of my outpouring will be made whole. Watch for the cloud. As small as a man's hand. For out of that cloud will come the heavy rain. And the Lord will come upon you in power. Hmm. I want to look with you at 1 Kings 18, at the end of the story. Elijah's on the mountain, and there's a showdown. Who is Lord? Is it Baal, or is it God? They prepare their sacrifice, call in the name of Baal, dance and cut themselves and carry on for a long time, hour after hour. The God who answers by fire, he is God. The God of Baal, he had no fire. He was no God. He had no power. Then Elijah came, prepared the stones and the sacrifice, and then said, bring me, bring me water. Bring me some more, bring me some more. He poured it on the sacrifice, he poured it on the rocks, made a moat, filled it with water too. How many knows water doesn't burn? Water puts out fire. But when he called on the name of the Lord, the fire fell. It fell. And consumed the sacrifice. Consumed the rocks even. The stones of the altar. And the dirt. And the water. Licked up all the water. There was nothing left. And they said the Lord. He is God. The Lord. He is God. 
There hadn't been rain in three years. Ahab had looked for Elijah everywhere. But God had kept Elijah safe. Even fed him with ravens. Sent ravens to bring him food. Elijah said to Ahab, go eat and drink, for there is the sound of a heavy rain. I love that. In the midst of drought, in the midst of famine, in the midst of animals dying, because there's nothing to even help the grass grow. Go eat and drink, for there is the sound of heavy rain. So Ahab went off to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed at the top of Carmel, bent down to the ground and put his face between his knees. Go and look toward the sea, he told his servant. And he went up and looked. There is nothing there, he said, nothing. Seven times. Did he give up after one time? Do we give up after one time sometimes? Press in. Press in. Keep going. Keep asking. Keep knocking. Keep looking. Seven times Elijah said, go back. And the seventh time, the servant reported, a cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. So Elijah said, go and tell Ahab, hitch up your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Meanwhile, the sky grew black with clouds. The wind rose, a heavy rain came on, and Ahab robed off to Jezreel. The power of the Lord came upon Elijah, and tucking his cloak into his belt, he ran ahead of Ahab all the way to Jezreel. I love this. This is awesome. I hear the sound of a heavy rain for South Africa. I hear the sound of a heavy rain for this land and for this people. Don't just look to the big things, to the big explosions. Look for the small things. A cloud as small as a man's hand. And the power of the Lord came upon Elijah. And he ran faster than the horses and chariots could go. The power of the Lord. So we come, Jesus. We come. We come to see you, not just in the grand things, but in the smallest thing. I ask him a lot. Lord, I want to see you in the smallest to the greatest of things. I think sometimes we miss him when we have it expected to fit in our box of what it's going to look like with our expectations. And he's saying, small. Look in the small, too. Don't miss it by what's in the small. The cloud as small as a man's hand brought the heavy rain. I believe God's brought us here on purpose to South Africa, not just because it's a beautiful place to come and the people are extraordinarily wonderful, which they are, but I believe we're here on assignment. 
We're here on this divine assignment to put our feet on the ground. He said, every place we put on the ground that we are taking for the kingdom. And we're walking in these places. We're walking by this tavern. We're walking in Trent Sky. We're walking into the places that are broken. One of the heartbeats of Iris is to go to the most desperate, broken places in the world. The places where nobody knows their name. The places that the world is thrown away. Heidi has several, several themes. Go low and slow. We're not here to promote ourselves. We're not here to get a name for ourselves. We're here like John the Baptist to point to the Messiah and say, behold the lamb. Behold the lamb. We pray, Lord, don't let them see us. Let them see you. Let it not be our voice they hear, but your voice. Your voice they hear. Thank you for listening. Find more on Shofar East London's podcast channel. Let's do life together.